0: Hey guys, it's Charles. Are you a lazy millennial like me who doesn't have the time, energy, or work ethic to actually read a book? If so, you're in luck. Head over to audibletrial.com slash settingedge. That's audibletrial.com slash settingedge to get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Once again, that's setting settingedge. Reading is for chumps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to
1: episode 45 of the Setting the Edge podcast because we keep that 45 on us like Aaron Hernandez. I'm just most scared. You can find me on Twitter at i O S Q. I'm here with Charles McDonald. You can find him on
0: Twitter at 4 It was the people, Charles. What's good? We're back uh, with our gambling takes from week two. Uh, episode 45. We thought that that would be a good... Or not that we thought. It, it just kind of happened to line up with 45 and us being degenerates. <laughs> it just, it just and, happens. And, and, in number in 45, just happens at yeah. some point. It'll be 69 too. It happens at some point. Nice. Uh, but it, it's just kind of funny that our, our 45th episode is about degenerate gambling when our our present, the 45th present, is also somewhat of a degenerate. Uh, but Let's 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 recap what happened last week real quick. I went seven and seven, Justice went eight and six. Do you have where we which games that we uh bet against each other? How did that go?
1: Yeah, I ended up beating you four to three. Uh that probably ended up being decided with uh, Jacksonville covering and you picking Blake Bortles to be benched when uh Tom Savage was actually the guy who got benched.
0: Uh that happens. Oh well. Living you learn. Yeah, and
1: we, we lost three games. When we agreed, we only lost three games that we agreed on, which were uh, Arizona Cardinals as a uh, as a pick which I feel I feel like that was a good bet for like a whole half. And then after that, it was... Like, we talked about this on the recap podcast. Or, yeah, the recap podcast. I ended up going back and watching it again to to make sure that, you know, Red Zone wasn't just tricking me. No, it's exactly what we thought it was. It was Matt Stafford dinking dunk. And then uh, him just being like, wait, why are we scared of this Arizona Cardinals defense? Bombing it, and then just Carson Palmer just throwing picks.
0: Yep, that's exactly what happened. Carson Palmer just completely imploded. Which is... It was kind of sad to see because that... Detroit defense is is not good and to see him just get bodied by by that group of players mm, not not looking great so <laughs> I, I think that that's a good place to start off with our week two bets because you let, let's start with our stay away games and your stay away game was Arizona versus Indiana Indiana
1: Indianapolis, Indianapolis we'll, we'll, whatever. we'll get there we'll get there Same this week one rush is still kicking off um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do with this, so I'm gonna tell you guys straight up. I'm parlaying. I'm 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 six point. I'm I'm a six a six point two team teaser every single one of these games with the uh, New, the uh, New York Jets being twenty point underdogs. Um, I'm teasing everything moving moving line six points on everything with that because that is the lock of the year. Like I'm I'm bet, bet your mortgage as uh, solid football says. Sully Sparks, our good friend says. I'm, t- I'm taking that against the Raiders. But uh, j- just thinking about this game. So this game opened up at, as a nine-point game, right? It's eight-and-a-half to seven-and-a-half right now uh, in favor of the Cardinals on the road. So if this game were in Arizona, Arizona would be <clears throat> Arizona would be a seven – That what is that, 14 and a 14-and-a-half-point favorite, something like that? So over two-touchdown favorite. Um, when they got blown out in the second half, Carson Palmer hasn't looked good at all. If you tease this line either way – It'd be Arizona on the road by a, a point and a half, or the Colts being home dogs by 14 and a half points. I, I, like, even when you swing the line six points, I don't have a good feeling for what either of these teams are because both of these teams might be horrible.
0: Yeah, I, I they might be horrible, but at the same time, I'll, I'll just use this opportunity to make my first pick. I got the Cardinals minus 7.5.
1: See, okay. this, this is the thing, too. is,
0: is It's not
1: even, dude, like...
0: Dude, they're so bad,
1: though. Dude, okay... The Arizona Cardinals not only had th- had three p- passes intercepted last week; they led the league with 11 pass deflections against Detroit. Detroit, which like they didn't they just set the didn't they set the record last year for the for the highest completion percentage allowed? Yeah, they did. But Detroit, they
0: added a like a four six corner. I'm not even sure he played. I mean, the Colts just gave up. They they just made Jared Goff look like Joe Montana. I, I think this is. I don't know if this is the bounce back, bounce back game for their season because they might, they very well may be terrible, but I, I think we can live in the same world where the Cardinals suck, but they still also beat the hell out of this Colts team without Andrew Luck or Vontae Davis.
1: That's, that's fine with me. I'm just, that's my stay away for this week. We get one stay away a week and that's the one where I, I'm not touching that thing with a 10 foot pole. All right. Six
0: point keys. My stay away is uh Houston versus Cincinnati. I, I I don't know what to expect in this game because neither team can block a soul. The the, the Texans gave up 10 sacks ankle. and 10 and 10 quarterback hits. The uh the Bengals gave up 5 sacks to a Baltimore team that was supposed to struggle with their edge rush this year. And you know, you got Deshaun Watson with a hurt ankle, you got Andy Dalton being Andy Dalton. I I don't know what to do with this game. It's it's going to be a Thursday night discussing slop fest, so I'm I'm just going to stay away from it.
1: Yeah, so uh, we have the I had a piece that went up on uh, Setting the Edge last night. It's called it's the update. It's basically all the statistics that we ran uh, last year for our previews that you guys seem to really like. Uh, but it's put into context of like tangible, like a, a ta- tangible numbers. Like the, it's basically the efficiencies turn into volume numbers. So like we could say. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings were tackled in the backfield four times uh four times more than the league average things like that right whereas like they they their offensive line is four tackles for a loss worse than the average team one week into the season um when you look at NEA of these teams the worst team in the league Cincinnati Bengals they left 253 yards on the field in the passing game last week the Houston Texans are second with 213 and uh, the the third worst team, the New York Jets, isn't half as bad as the Cincinnati Bengals. So we're literally getting, like, by far the worst passing offenses in football on Thursday night on a short week in an elimination game. Remember, only 8% of 0-2 teams end up making it to the playoffs. So Houston or Cincinnati, one of them is going home immediately. Like, your season is over on Thursday night on a short week because you guys have horrible passing offenses. Um, God, this is going to be a the one thing, It's, it's, it's literally a the worst game that they could have made. Um, the one thing I will say is this line opened at three points. It is now six to six-and-a-half-point favorites for the Cincinnati Bengals who are at home. Um, that's a whole lot of confidence for the Bengals that I just do not have at all. Uh, in the last 49 games, the Houston Texans have only lost by – by more than ten points to sub five hundred teams twice, and uh, we talk about this a lot with uh, Joe Goodberry and stuff about common opponents with Andy Dalton. We're basically, like if you played the if you've played the uh, Bengals once in the last two years, you basically know how to play their offense and how to play their defense. Uh, and there's a huge split between their win percentages between common and uncommon opponents. Uh, the Houston Texans played them last year, and I, they, I think they won twelve to ten. So I, I think in the six point Ts, I'm going to take a. Uh, the Jets parlayed with uh, Houston Texans plus plus twelve and a half. Um, You're staying away from this one. So what are you taking? You're taking Arizona in uh, the first game?
0: Yeah. I would just advise people, don't watch this game. Don't watch this, this Bengals-Texans game. Literally do anything else because it's going to be a slop fest. And I, I honestly don't think it's going to be entertaining at all.
1: Uh... No, because it's just bad offensive line play. Like, (laughs) that's the thing. It's it's not anything that's fun. You know what I mean? It's not like there's, like, defensive linemen or, like, it's going to be a bunch of, like, interceptions or you're going to see, like, focus on, like, Richard Sherman or something. It's just going to be slop.
0: (sighs) Yep. Uh, But let's move on to the Vikings taking on the Steelers this week. It looks like the Steelers are a... Four, it opened out of four point five favorites. Uh and you have them listed here with uh six point favorites and uh the Vikings. You have you also have another bet with the Vikings listed at uh seven point underdogs.
1: Yeah, so it's six to seven. That line's actually dropped 'cause that line was that line was set high after Pittsburgh won. Uh it was, it was four and a half, it rose up and then Minnesota looked good on Monday night football and it came back down a little bit. I think at one point it was like seven and a half. Um and this, in my opinion, you can still find it at six. If you can use that with the Jets plus twenty, that's a zero, right? So I, I take Pittsburgh and I pick them at home. Uh, they've won, I think, of the last 160 games. They've won uh, 104 at home. Uh, short week for the for the Minnesota Vikings too. Like I, I think that's something that's kind of underrated. We see these Monday night football teams look really well, and then the next week they, you know, you're 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 minus one in terms of practices.
0: Yeah, I I uh, I'm with you. I like the Steelers. Um, the Steelers, they just kind of for for whatever it is, they they just haven't been a good road team in a long time. So I, it's, it's I, something I, about that division because Baltimore's like that too. Yeah, I don't get it. But like it, a team as talented as Pittsburgh should not be struggling with the Browns, even with the improvement that they've made. And I I think that they're back at home, which is where they they generally tend to light people up. I I, I like Pittsburgh in this one too
1: agreed uh so we go to our next game which is our Baltimore Ravens hosting our Cleveland Browns we, we both won bets on those on those teams uh, last week uh, it opened up as a nine and a half point favorite um they are now the baltimore ravens are now uh, nine and a half point favorites eight point favorites depending on what book you use there's a bunch on online also uh by the way we get all these numbers from odd sharks you should use those because by, like find finding the best line is more important than, than any sort of edge that we can give you at all i promise that uh so there, there's a couple trends here right so nine and a half one that's a whole lot of points okay uh two uh, before London, so the Baltimore Ravens are going to play the Jacksonville Jaguars in London next week, okay? Before London, teams are 10, 22, and 2 against the spread uh, the week before they play in London. So they're just 10 out of 24 covering the spread, or uh, 10 out of 34 covering the spread. That's not great. Um, the the other thing that I would say, Cleveland's offensive, uh, passing offense didn't look great last week. Uh, as, as much as we want to, like, highlight Deshaun Kaiser as a guy who has potential down the line, uh, if you look at his NEA, he was basically what Brock Osweiler was last year for the Houston Texans, which was the last guy who qualified. I think it's ahead of Jared Goff because Jared Goff didn't qualify in terms of all these numbers that that put guys head to head. And the Baltimore Ravens, against uh, historically against uh, rookie quarterbacks, they are they have given up three touchdowns and uh, 11 interceptions uh, under John Harbaugh. So th- this should be it's not a good spot to have a quarterback who looked like Brock Osweiler in week one going into what is like a buzzsaw that, that uh, already beaten in division team.
0: Yeah. But do you think the Ravens can cover that spread? Like, do they have enough offense?
1: <laughs> yeah. See, that's the issue. That's why I'm happy. I teased it. That's why like, this is, this is the week of the 16 T's and just getting automatic money with the jets. Cause you could te- 16 tease that. And it's down to point. It's down to two. I think, the, I think the Ravens could easily win by a field goal. The only issue is like anything above seven, which is why it's floating right around eight, I guess.
0: Yeah, man, that's a tough one. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I don't have to pick it.
1: Just take, take the Jets. You know you want to come to the dark side.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Take the Jets.
1: You, you, you're going to tease it? You're going to tease it to two and take the Jets? Here yeah. we go. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're all in this week. Uh, this is a game that we already picked. We said that we were going to pick this last time because it was so easy and that the line was going to move. It was your. It's your Philadelphia Eagles at our Kansas, at my Kansas City Chiefs. I like um, the Chiefs. You didn't like the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs last week.
0: Oh, oh, oh I I've, I've even like coming into the season.
1: Whoa, whoa. Settled settled down. I picked him second in the NFC West or AFC West. Oh, okay. Settle Settled down. Uh I'm talking I'm ta- just talking about last week, who who made money off of teams last week. That's how we're assigning yours, ours, mine okay. now, I okay. think.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so Kansas City Chiefs. Uh Andy Reid is thirteen and five after a bye. Uh he's one of the best head coaches in the league. We tried telling you this before uh, Week One when you guys said that he was gonna that the Andy Reid uh, Chiefs were gonna be nine point underdogs at the uh, at the New England Patriots. Um, this is also like a, a revenge ish type of game uh, with Andy Reid going against you know one of his former proteges. And uh, this is back-to-back road games for the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs are coming off of extended rest, which is why I talked about the bye. Obviously, this isn't a bye week, but it is extended time for Andy Reid to uh, get his shit together. This line opened at, with the Chiefs being a four-point favorite, it is now up to five-and-a-half to four-and-a-half. We both took it at four-and-a-half, or four.
0: Yep, I kind of think the Chiefs kicked their ass this week, just... When you look at
1: like it's one of the easiest bets ever is Andy Reid with time.
0: Yep he's got a, a he's got time he's knows what the Eagles are going to run since Doug Peterson is his protege. I mean the Eagles on offense they're kind of like a discount version of the Chiefs. Like I I, I think at home with the ten day rest I yeah th- this should be in the bag.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, we also forgot to mention the uh, Arizona Cardinals, Indianapolis Colts. That's also an elimination game. Both of those teams are all in one. Um, the next game that we have is the Chicago Bears at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers haven't played a game yet. Um, th- this is a weird line. Cause, so this opened up with the Buccaneers being five and a half point favorites, right? It's up to seven and a half to seven right now. The Buccaneers haven't played a game and the Chicago Bears. like were ba- The Chicago Bears dropped three game winning touchdown passes against the Atlanta Falcons um I, i'm not really sure why this game has risen so much mi- so much in terms of the point spread um but this also is a pretty hard hard game to pick to be totally honest seven and a half seven
0: i i like the bears to cover that i i think that i you know for the people who have been talking about you know this is where tampa bay takes a next step and becomes you know nfc title contenders which i think is absurd but this is a good test for their offensive line, which has not been great over the past couple of seasons. Like we, we just saw what uh, they did to Atlanta's offensive line on the ground, especially And Tampa Bay's offensive line is not as talented as Atlanta's. So like, like I, like, I think a Hicks could have another ridiculous game to start the season. I think Eddie Goldman can make, can make a factor, but I, I like the bears to cover this on the road.
1: Yeah, I'm going to look up the numbers on Akeem Hicks right now because I think he had like eight sacks last year, which is crazy for someone who's his size. Like he's legitimately like 320, 383, 330, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. People, When uh, Akeem Hicks, H- uh, Hicks signed, uh, people were like, yo, what the hell? Uh, What what is this about justice? What's your take on this? And I was like, no, he he deserves all that money Uh, So he hasn't had uh, eight sacks. He had he had seven sacks, but he also had two sacks against uh, the Falcons Falcons. Yeah, that's he's absolutely ridiculous. His story is crazy too Um, He's one of the guys from Regina who have more uh, more guys in the NFL right now than the team that Carson Wentz beat in the national championship um, so this game Six-point tees. I'm going to take the under on it, to be totally honest. Uh, it's at 43 right now. I can get it under – under. Uh, I can get – or I, I'm going to take the under for uh, 49. I can move that, that, that number up six points to uh, 49, under 49. That basically expects 28-21. Um, I, I feel pretty good about that. Like they, the Bears just went against Atlanta, right? And we, we think Atlanta clearly at least has a better offense than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, correct? Right. Right. Okay, so they allowed Atlanta to score 23. I, I don't think Tampa gets to 28. Um, we're talking about Atlanta, Chicago combined. Their combined total was 40 points last week. I don't think this game is going to get to 49. I, I, just, I just really can't see it. Um, so I'm just going to take the under on this one instead of picking either side of this line.
0: All right. Next game, uh, the Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. My Jacksonville
1: Jaguars. <laughs> how dare you man of man of little faith um like i said the only the only uh the only numbers that i really have right now on this one are the against the spread thing before london like i said uh only 10 times out of the last 34 times that we've had an international game has the team covered before they've gone on that trip so they're bad against the jacksonville jaguars right now they opened up as 1.5 dogs uh it's two to three points right now so money, money is going on uh the Titans right now, uh, coming off that loss against Oakland, but you know, it's on the road. Um, but, but I will say Tennessee is in like a winner go home almost type situation already.
0: Yeah. That, that's kind of why I like them to cover this. Um, I, I think that they can, they can win. I, I don't know what the hell was up with the Texans last week. Like JJ Watt didn't look completely healthy. Uh, JV on Clowney got his ass kicked by Cam Robinson, uh, I, I think the Titans come a little bit more ready to play, especially, like you said, with the season on the line. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to take the Titans to cover this spread.
1: All right. So you got Titans minus two. Uh, I'm going to tease that up to uh, Jacksonville plus nine, to be totally honest, um, just because I, I don't really see the value in teasing the Tennessee line. Um, but Jacksonville, you get, it to, you get it to three field goals, right, or a touchdown field goal and a miss extra point. And you're still covering the spread. I think I'm going to take that because I, I mean, I can maybe count on one hand how many times the Titans have done that under Marcus Mariota right now. Um, and they didn't, they didn't look great against the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders-Tennessee game was super weird. Uh, if you go look at their box score, neither team had a uh, had a play over 25 yards the entire game. Um, just kind of like a weird slot fest that just involved a lot of kicking and like a lot of punting and a lot of field goals. Um, kind of a weird game. Uh, Buffalo, uh, Buffalo at Carolina. The uh, Carolina Panthers opened up as four and a half point favorites. It has since risen to seven and seven and a half. So there's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of focus on Carolina right now coming off of that huge win against San Francisco.
0: Yeah. And this is one that I'm going to tease, get to uh, Buffalo plus 13.5.
1: Yeah, that that's my guy. That's my this is one of the first lines I looked at when I was thinking about the T's. And then I just decided, you know, we're going to teach six point tees everything with the Jets this week. Um, the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills had an, had a more multi-score wins last year than any team other than the Falcons, uh, Seahawks, Cowboys, Broncos, Steelers and Patriots. So they're top seven in terms of how often they blow teams out and they're expected to get blown out by by two touchdowns. Um, that's, that doesn't really happen. Uh, Carolina in the last two years have, uh, have, have beaten a team by two touchdowns twice and it was both the San Francisco 49ers. So let's not jump to conclusions. This this is a very much a, let's not jump to conclusions game, I think.
0: Yeah. I, I still don't know what to do with either of these teams because the Panthers, they beat the, uh, they, they kind of beat down the 49ers last week, but it was, I feel like they still didn't really play that, that great of a game, uh,
1: they just blo- they just blocked up well like the San Francisco 49ers i can tell you they, they they like didn't get they didn't get any tackles in the backfield and they i think they kept uh uh camp clean the entire time in terms of sacks so like they just couldn't get home in backfield splash plays
0: yeah and with the bills i mean they put up 21 on the jets that's probably going to mean nothing uh by the end of this week but you know, they, they didn't look horrific this weekend. I, I I just don't know what to make of either team yet. But I, I don't know if the Panthers are two touchdowns better than the Bills. So I'll, I'll take that on the tease.
1: Absolutely. And I will say this, like, the Jets, for as bad as the Jets are, they've always had a good run defense, if nothing else. And the Buffalo Bills chose, like, that was the poison that they chose to, uh, to go with. It was a run game. Uh, you can even find that Lashawn that McCoy did you see that that gif I tweeted out of Lashawn McCoy? Yeah. It, absolutely that's that's the best running back in the league and no one can tell me anything different. Like he he he's so elusive and he just doesn't care. The ball's just hanging out fifteen feet away from his chest. There's no high and tight about him at all. I'm in love with that guy, man.
0: Yeah, he, he's he's honestly one of my favorite running backs to ever watch and it just sucks to kind of see him waste a season on this future team. Uh so let's move on to the uh, Patriots Saints game. We, I think we talked about this one on Sunday already. We we, we got yeah, the Patriots yes, at, at four.
1: We got we got them at four and a half. Actually, we're to yeah, be This half. game opened up at four. It moved up to four and a half by the time we recorded our podcast, which was literally during Sunday night football. Um, it is up to six and a half and seven now. This is the easiest thing on earth um, is betting Bill Belichick as less less than a less than a two score favorite. Um, so. In the history of Bill Belichick on the road uh, after a loss, being uh, being less than less than a uh, less than a touchdown favorite, he's nineteen and three on the road after a loss against against the spread. Like, wh- what are we even talking about here? That that line should have opened up at like seven and a half.
0: Yeah, I, I think he knew is. it was going to
1: get here, and then the New Orleans Saints kind of crapped the bed on uh, on Monday Night Football. It, it was just a bad spot. Like this line should have opened up much higher. I'm very glad that we got it at what we did. I texted you several times to make sure that you actually bet this game, like, when we did. Because I was like, there's there's no way. We're not just going to do this for the picks. Like, this is one that we, like, absolutely. I probably bet on, like, three to five games a week. And I'm like, this is one that, like, my, my friends should be in on the, on this investment with me. Like, there's no reason. <laughs> we should, like, we should all make money off of this. Um I will say this is another elimination game. So the Saints, is, so the Saints, if they lose this game, 0 and 2, 8 percent of teams, 8 um, percent of teams that that go 0 and 2 make it to the playoffs. So we could very easily see the Saints' season end in a six-day span.
0: Yep. And look, man, after what happened on th- oh, like- Brian, Brian, Cush- here's news about the uh,
1: the Texans. Uh, Brian Cushing suspended for 10 games for violating the NFL's uh, performance-enhancing substance policy. Shocking.
0: Very, very shocking.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, back, Saints, uh, Saints, Saints, Patriots.
0: Yeah, I think the Patriots take the shit out of them next next game.
1: <laughs> uh, I will say, Deadspin wrote a piece that I've been that about Drew Brees in the same way that I've been talking about the Drew Brees situation, where it's like, hey guys. If this season doesn't go well, Drew Brees is going to count against the cap, and he's not going to resign here because you've gone seven and nine for four straight years, and you basically look like the Raiders uh, before Reggie McKenzie came in here and cleaned everything up. Where like this is going to be a talent problem for the next, a talent and contract problem for the next like three or so seasons. Um, that's that's like that. That's what New Orleans has to lose in this game. Like it, it, it cannot be understated. How horrible an 0-2 start would be for the Saints team. Um, our next game, the Miami Dolphins at your, your Los Angeles.
0: Oh no 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 your, my, my my Chargers.
1: I, I bet the I bet the over. It was we actually
0: it was the best of both worlds for me, B, because I got them to the cover and I got to make fun of them for doing some Chargers shit. Yes, man. Look, three and a half point lines are amazing
1: and they they cannot be understated. So the Chargers uh, the Chargers opened up as two and a half point favorites. Um, they lost a game. The Miami Dolphins haven't played a game. They are now four point to five point favorites at home in a, 200, a two hundred or two thousand seats or a twenty thousand I'll get at some point. Uh seat stadium that they've never played in before.
0: Yeah, I I I, I, I like the, the tease with the Jets in on this one.
1: Yeah. Which which way? Uh Miami plus ten. It's Miami plus eleven now, actually. Miami plus 11. Um but but, uh, yeah, that that's the way I was feeling, too, just because, you know, the, the Chargers are coming off Monday night. The Miami Dolphins haven't played a game yet. You know, they've had focus for two weeks, right, basically on this Chargers team. They got film of them. The Chargers don't have film of the Dolphins. I think just Miami plus 11, uh, may, maybe wait on it if you can, if you think it's going to end up going to to uh, Chargers being six-point favorites at home. If it does get to there, you can get a plus 12. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't feel as confident about these Chargers. One week into the season, as I was a week ago.
0: Yeah, I don't know. They they just.
1: Did you see the stats? Uh, who was it that tweeted tweeted the stats? I saw Derek put it in our group chat where it was
0: like the amount of passes that someone's thrown. Oh, Vincent Ferhi down- <laughs> for Football Outsiders. Yeah, Philip Rivers has the most touchdown has not most touching passes has the most passing attempts since since 2006. In the situation of down a score, with. Uh, I think with one minute left in the game. And he was like 50 more than second place who was Joe Flacco.
1: Yeah, and neither of those quarterbacks are good anymore. So I'm, I'm hurt, man. I'm hurt because that Chargers defense is good, and I think we saw it a little bit. I mean, the, I guess Trevor, it was very splashy. I guess I'll say that. The cornerbacks didn't look as good as I, I was expecting them to. Uh, Kyle Posey, our friend KP, was in there talking. Like, First drive of the game was like, we already got Gus Bradley putting a linebacker on a receiver drink. Um, but, uh, like their defensive line is just so good, man. Bosa and and, uh, Melvin Ingram get after the quarterback. I I just don't think that's a lot of points for this team that I'm not really buying into at all. And with the T's, we can get at 11. I'm going with that one. Um, the New York Jets at my Oakland Raiders. So this game opened up at 10 points. It's at 14 now. Uh, do I really even have to explain? It's 20 points. The Oakland Raiders I th- I believe the Oakland Raiders only won one, one game by more than 10 points last year. So you're expecting to that's an amazing call your shot is saying basically, you know, they they did this, they did half of this one time last year out of 16 games, it's going to happen right now and also double it with the with the 6-point swing um from to make it 14 to, to uh, 20. So I I don't know about that. Since two thousand three back to back double digit dogs are forty two and twenty one against the spread. Uh, plus we're adding six points to that. I, I'm I'm a huge believer, man. Like I'm just taking this one straight up uh, or I'm I'm six point teasing this with everything else.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, are you worried about the Jets being able no. to score?
1: No. They kept it they kept it under like the, the lowest total last week. Oh yeah, that's true. So like like I said, the Oakland Raiders I think they might have won two games by multiple scores, but the Buffalo Bills won more games by multiple multiple scores than, than the Oakland Raiders did last year, right? And they kept that game under against Buffalo. So I don't know, man. I, th- this seems like the easiest money possible.
0: Yep. All right. I'm in.
1: Yep. So I, I had to, I had to bet against uh, I bet against the uh, their defense last week. I'm not going to do it again. We're going to tease it. We're going to make money off of every single spread this week. We're going 16 to 0 or 15 to 0 because we can't we can't parlay our parlay with it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going. I'm going 15 to 0 this week. I don't care what you're going. Um.
0: So what what are you taking in this game? Hmm. I don't. You see, I was actually thinking about this matchup earlier today. And are we afraid that that the Denver corners just kind of nuke this game. The Denver corner, Denver corners, yeah. Like, like are, are oh, you? Are uh, you free, No, are you afraid? Like Denver's corners just kind of like shut down everything for Dallas. But they'll be able to run the ball right down Denver's throat at the same time.
1: Yeah, it, it's a it's a weird one. Um, that that's why I actually. So we're talking. Uh, Dallas had Denver. It opened up at with the uh, Broncos being a 1.5 uh, 1.5 point uh, underdogs they are now two and a half point underdogs to one and a half point underdogs so you can, you could play that line a little bit um Denver's coming off of a short week uh, I, I I believe in the under on this one we're gonna six I'm gonna six point tease it with uh, the jets I'm going with the under or the over the over is 36 um Denver was able to score. Dallas was able to score. Denver's defense wasn't really able to stop Philip Rivers that much, even though they couldn't run the ball. Let's talk about the Chargers for like half a second. So I think they ran the ball eight times when it wasn't first down or something like eight to ten times, and they only got over four yards one time against that Broncos team. But it was just consistent, just run, run, pass, punt, every single play for the Chargers. I don't know. Uh, is Anthony Lynn their offensive coordinator? Do we know if he's calling the plays? Like he should not be in there at all. I have no idea. It's it's not a good situation. I don't know who the offensive coordinator is, but I'm I am not a fan. Like you, at some point you got to give up on, on being like, yeah, we're building our team around Melvin Gordon. Like just throw like crossers, like first and second down. That's totally fine. Um, but like I said, Denver kind of got beat up a little bit in the passing game with Phillip Rivers at the end of the game. Um, Dallas was able to score everywhere, all over the the New York uh, the New York Giants, who's like the only passing game that you can compare to the Denver Broncos at this point. Uh, I believe in the over, just 36. They, these teams can get over 36. So, like, 36 is let 21-14 20, uh, Cowboys win, right? That seems like a very low number, and that's just one point under this number right now. So, if we six-point tease it to 36, um, I, I think both of these teams have a good shot to push that line up.
0: Actually, you know what? I'm going to take the— I'm going to go out and take the Cowboys money line on this because I was just thinking back to last year where you saw teams that had really good ground attacks like the uh, the Raiders or not teams really good ground attacks but teams with a few overwhelming offensive linemen. The Raiders, the Falcons, uh, the Titans, like they were able to just put their foot on Denver's throat and steamroll them in and win those games. And I think I think you're going to get the same thing with with Dallas this time, too, because. With that run offense and that offensive line versus that rush defense, they they don't really have, I mean, or they should be able to avoid too many unfavorable situations where you have Von Miller teeing off on on Leo Collins in the second game at right tackle. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Dallas to to win this one.
1: Uh, don't take the money line. It's a 1.5 line. You can still find that. Unless they only win by one point, you're probably in the good. You're going to make more money this way. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to look at what their tackle for loss numbers are. So uh, right now, Denver is 10th in TFL value. They were last last year. So they, they're they looking better than they were last year. But again, we're playing one-game sample against the San Diego Chargers who aren't even starting the offensive linemen that we thought that they were going to start when we were a fan of them. So...
0: Yeah, that I don't I am done with the Chargers. They they're they're going to same thing they do every year. Just piddle around, make make you feel like they can actually do something and then it all falls apart at the end of the season.
1: They they're better branding uh, Cleveland Browns. Um so you're taking Dallas back-to-back weeks. That's that's very interesting. So we got Dallas back-to-back weeks, uh, Baltimore back-to-back weeks, KC back-to-back weeks. Uh, I got Jacksonville back-to-back weeks. There we go. We're, we're just riding the money on that one. Uh, next game: Washington Redskins at your Los Angeles Rams. Unfortunately, I don't know how this ended up happening. Uh, this game opened up as the Rams being one point five favorites. It's now a three to two and a half.
0: Uh, this is a tease. Washington plus nine. Yep. There we go. That's that's what I wanted to hear. That's why I, I got two. Both of these teams might be bad still. I I mean I don't I, I don't, I'm not. I don't know what to do with that Colts Rams game forty six to nine like, and and that Colts team might be worse than the Jets without Luck or Vontae Davis honestly.
1: Yeah, and like we said last last uh, podcast um, of the five teams with the biggest uh, win margin in Week One last year, only one of them ended up making the playoffs. So like, very hold your horses on on uh, swinging hard of Week One analysis. Um, I feel fine with it with like the Chargers and things like that because it's just full on like the guys who we thought that we're gonna start are just not starting there. Um, but Los Angeles Rams, uh, they they won a game by more than ten points uh, th- uh, on week one last year. They did it zero times. Uh, the year before that, they did it twice. So like this this ha- this has happened three times in three years. And if you tease it to uh, plus nine, you 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 basically have to call Los Angeles Rams bluff. On not being a dominant team out of absolutely nowhere, I'm cool with that. I'm cool. I'm absolutely cool with that, especially when Washington needs a win to get to that one and
0: one. Yep, I'm I'm cool with it too. Uh, so let's move on to the 49ers uh, taking on the Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored by 13 points there at home, and this is another teasing with the Jets.
1: Yep. Uh, are you are you taking what what do, how, how how are you doing this are you gonna take Seattle by a touchdown or are you' gonna take San Francisco by 20. I'm gonna take Seattle by a touchdown you' are gonna take Seattle by a touchdown that's why I feel like we're we're gonna win on both ends of this one like I feel I feel like this is probably one of the safer bets if we're gonna go with the T's. um I mean San Francisco we that's, that's just a lot of points man that's a lot of
0: points it is and like if and uh the 49ers they have a really they have a serious offensive line problem right now. They're working in Laken Tomlinson, the former first-round pick of the Lions. He's working in with Zane Beatles, and I think they're battling for left guard right now. Like, that's not a situation that you want any part of going into a game versus probably the best even line football. So, yeah, I, I think Seattle kind of puts the clamps on the 49ers' offense, and they—, they, they I, I could see them winning by like two touchdowns where it's kind of a sloppy, ugly game.
1: I just learned that Lakin Tomlinson is a 49er. <laughs> as as, so, as someone who uh, I paid attention to a lot of their offseason movement because we had to write those previews. But then after that, I don't really pay attention to offensive line that much. Like I said, I just learned who the Chargers are starting really uh, on the offensive line. I don't really pay too much because half of these guys are hurt in the preseason. So I, I can't make assumptions off of that. Lake and Tom, what, how long has Lakin Tomlinson been a 49er? Uh, I think like two weeks. All right. I don't feel that bad. That. So he he was final cuts then.
0: Yeah. He was, he got traded the same day that Tyson Brela got traded to Atlanta. Okay.
1: All right. I, I feel, I feel better now. This, this was like when
0: I learned that, uh, in the playoffs that
1: Devin Hester was a kick returner for the Seahawks. And I was like, wait, how long is How long has he been a Seahawk? And then you guys were like, he's been a Seahawk for six days. Yeah. And I was like, he's a ringer. <laughs> uh, okay. We got, a. Uh, so we got that game. We got two more. Sunday night football. All right. Uh, my my actual Green Bay Packers at your actual Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons open up as a one point favorite. Um they're now three point favorites to two and a half point favorites. For uh, what? This, huh?
0: Why are people putting money on Atlanta?
1: Look, you don't have to tell me twice. Uh favorite favorites, the last 17 teams to open up a stadium are four and nine against the spread. Um, so if, if your angle is that, you know, that, that's kind of already taken into the spread. That's already taken into account of all these numbers. Um, you could tease this to the Packers plus nine. I'm super going to do that and just rival my jets. Yeah. I'm, I'm in on that too.
0: I, I think Atlanta will win the game, but it, it's, it's going to be a barn burner.
1: Yeah. The, this, uh, the total
0: is, is, uh, 53 and a half see what those those are i feel like whenever you see a number that high it's just too high to to kind of to bet on because shit like they might get that high but (laughs) they they, they that's that's an in god's hands type game yes so like there are
1: there is two other games there's one other game over 56 so there's one game that's within a touchdown of green bay atlanta is what what these lines are trying to tell us um that's probably too high. Uh, but I'm going to avoid that, taking Green Bay by nine uh, with the with the Jets' tees. Uh, Detroit Giants. Oh. This game up with the uh, – yeah, this is Monday Night Football, by the way. So one of these teams gets to come, come, off, uh, come off a game uh, and, and on a short week, and the Giants are actually – they need to win to not get to 0-2. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, Seahawks, uh, that was another elimination game. One of those teams is going to get to 0-2. Spoiler alert, it's going to be the 49ers. Um, Detroit Giants, like I said, five point line was what it opened up at. It's down to four, four and a half for the Giants. There are a couple ways that you want to go with this. Uh, R.J. Bell on Twitter, who unfollowed me because I called him a fraud, said that uh, 30 points. Uh, De- uh, Matthew Stafford coming off of 30 points is three and 17 against the spread. Um, this is also the Detroit Lions, who have a horrible record against 500 teams. If you think that the New York Giants, who were I think 11 and 5 last year, are going to be at least 500. Um, I don't. I don't really know what to do here. Like the Giants don't get blown out like that uh, at all. So I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go with the Giants. The Giants plus 2.5. I mean, I would probably wait if I were to actually play this game, and I'm not going to play this game. I would probably wait till three because if at three you can get it, you know, the Giants plus three, which I like that number, key number, right? Um, but I don't know. Like like straight up. With the with the normal spread, I don't know what I would do with four plus three and
0: a half. Oh man, I do know what I'm gonna do, I, or I know what I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna watch this game because I'm I'm over watching Eli Manning in prime time. I'm I'm having my own silent protest uh, about that.
1: But what, what's... <laughs> just, I'm, I'm kneeling during the uh, Hank Williams, the Hank Williams song, and I'm just kneeling the all the way all the way throughout. Turning off Monday
0: Night Football. Yeah, man, I'm so sick of watching Eli Manning play. Like, he just, he sucks now, and it's over. But with this game... Chris, thank you for coming to the dark side. Oh, I mean, I I think he sucks now. I still think he gets in the Hall of Fame, and your general spiel against him is useless and a waste of time. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, What's the total on this game? Uh,
1: I'll have to check it, because when I I
0: checked these numbers first, they didn't
1: have a total, because it was a late game. The, the, the let's fill in some air uh what what happened funny this weekend what what were the funniest things that happened this weekend it's tuesday it's wednesday actually this weekend that's, that's why i said weekend what I are know, you doing it's it, me up, me that, that's, uh, like, that's like a monday that's a
0: monday topic
1: it's uh 43 to 43 and a half
0: 43 to 43 and a half uh i think i, I think i might take the Mm, the under, the under, because I, I could see Detroit struggling to score, and I think Eli Manning will struggle to score because he's decrepit, Eli Manning. So I'll take under forty three, under forty three and a half.
1: That's fair. The only thing that I would say about that is like the Cardinals scored on the Lions like somehow while sucking horribly. It's a very weird game. Um, okay, cool. So you want to re- recap these games real quick? Should we do it? Uh, sure. All right, I got. Houston, okay. Houston at Cincinnati. I have Houston plus 12, 12 and a half on a six-point tease with the Jets. Uh, you have a stay away, probably smart idea. Minnesota at the Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh is I have as a pick'em with the parlay. You have Pittsburgh minus six. Uh, Arizona at Indianapolis. I'm staying away from that with a ten-foot pole. Uh, Arizona minus seven and a half is your is your pick. Cleveland or yeah, Cleveland at Baltimore. I have Baltimore minus two with the Jets parlay. So do you. Uh, uh, Kansas City, I'm, I'm, I am I'm lost right now. Kansas City, there's too many colors on yeah, the there's st- goddamn spreadsheet. <laughs> there's too many colors on the spreadsheet, and I'm colorblind. I'm lost, man. I can't tell. Uh, Kansas City, minus four. We both picked that last Sunday. Uh, Chicago at Tampa, I'm going under 49 with the Jets parlay. You're going Chicago plus seven and a half. That's probably actually the move. Tennessee at Jacksonville. I have Jacksonville plus nine with the Jets parlay. You have Tennessee minus two. Those both could win at the same time. Uh, Buffalo at Carolina. We both have Buffalo plus 13 and a half with the Jets parlay. Please do not lose by two te- by two touchdowns exactly, Buffalo. Do not break my heart more than you already have. Uh, New England minus four and a half at New Orleans is the play for both of us in that game. Easy, wi- easy win. Uh, New Orleans, retired bitch. Um, Miami at the Los Angeles Chargers. Miami plus 11 with a parlay. New York Jets. Uh, what else do we have? We're skipping New York Jets. Oakland because we parlayed that with basically every single game on the slate this week because it's yep. free money. Uh, Dallas over 36 or the Dallas at Denver over 36 with the Jets parlay. You have Dallas minus 1.5. That's a better that's a better play than the money line. You know if you make that play in real life. And you lose money because you they won by one point. I will pay you back. That is fine. I'll do that for my friends. <laughs> at Los Angeles Rams, we the uh, watch the Redskins as plus nine with the Jets parlay at Los Angeles. Uh, San Francisco at Seattle elimination game. San Francisco is going to lose. Uh, I think that they lose less than less than uh, nineteen and a half. Jets parlay. You have Seattle minus seven. Jets parlay again. We're playing. We're playing on two different teams in this game, but we could hit on both of them. Uh, Green Bay at Atlanta. We both have Green Bay plus nine with the Jets parlay. Uh, going into the Superdome, Junior just blow, blowing the lights out of the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Packers winning by 50 points. Um, Atlanta, dude. Atlanta really gave up three game-winning passing touchdowns to Mike Glennon, and they and they were just lucky. The Bears dropped all three of them.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what the Falcons do. They get lucky and they keep getting lucky and lucky and lucky, and, lucky and then they rip your heart out at the very last second.
1: Is absolutely ridiculous. Um, Detroit at New York Giants. Uh New York Giants two and a half. Uh Jets parlay was what I did. You're going under 30 or under 43 and a half. Uh, there were a lot of numbers. I gotta figure out a way to make this color coding easier. Uh, if you if you want to recap of all these plays, we'll have it on setting the edge. Uh, we had it for last week too. If you want to go check it, uh, it's probably easier for to, re- to read in the text format than trying to follow me stumbling over my words as I go through a spreadsheet that's color coded in 50 different colors. Um, I advise to go, go do that.
0: All right. Yeah. So that'll conclude episode 45 of 70 edge. We'll be back on Friday with episode 46 with our, or not our Godfather, but the Godfather, Matt Waldman of football guys and the Matt Waldman RSP and Damian Woody of the ESPN and formerly of the, uh, Patriots, Jets, and Lions, I want to say, was the last team. He was awesome, by the way. That was our best interview. Oh, yeah, yeah. We just recorded with him. It was awesome. So we, we can't wait to give that to you guys on Friday. So adios.